Hello and a very warm welcome to the Big Carp News Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Harbour, and I'm delighted to be bringing you a number of podcasts over the coming months. We'll be talking all things carpy right here in the USA, everything from the history of carp angling right up to the current times and absolutely everything in between. So whether you're out on the road or on a session waiting for a fish or just relaxing in the comfort of your own home, grab yourself a drink, take the weight off and sit back as I'm delighted to connect you with a number of guests here on the Big Carp News Podcast. Our guest this week is an angler that by today's standards is somewhat off the radar in current times in carp angling, yet he's still very much out there putting plenty of fish in the net. As I went on to find out in this episode, he stood as a fundamental piece of the puzzle in the creation of the historical carp anglers group, and that in turn has to date brought many of us together over the years and forging many carp angling friendships all over the USA. He's known for starting one of the very first carp specialist tackle shops right here in the USA and capturing some very impressive fish, including state record fish also. As I'm sure you will agree after listening in on this episode, he also has some fantastic stories to share with us. It's my pleasure to welcome to the second episode of the Big Carp News podcast, Mr. Nigel Griffin. Nigel, welcome. Thanks for taking some time out to join us to do this, or allowing me to come here, actually. Just for the listeners, um, I'm in what I would call a bat cave, the Bat Cave. Um, it's absolutely loaded with some seriously um, cool machines, motorcycles, and some very classic, I would say classic cars, right? Um, now, I've never been in a place like this, and I definitely haven't done a podcast in a place like this, so... It's definitely a first for me, and I'm sure it's, it sounds like it's a first for, for you as well, right, Nigel? Yeah, you're the first one to come and interview me here. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, have you ever, you've never done a podcast or anything like this before, have you? So it's probably kind of new to you as well, isn't it? Yeah, the whole thing's new. So I didn't even know what a podcast was. So now I do. Like, can you, can you tell me a little bit about the, the work you do on some of these vehicles here? Uh, well, this is more, my passion is motorcycling. Always has been. So really? I'm, I'm into the bikes. So we do a lot of restoration on motorcycles and, okay. and, and vintage bikes from the 70s, which is when they were brand new to me. <laughs> right. Now, obviously, you grew up back in the UK and uh, yeah. got into, obviously, the motorcycle scene there. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Motorcycling was my primary transport. So when I went cart fishing or something like that, it was all my gear on your loaded back. on the boat, on the bikes. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so How did that go, go down? Yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was okay. It was all right. You got from A to B safely, yeah. I suppose, right? No, I had a wicker basket and stick it on the back seat Blimey. and you had your rod hold all and off you went, you know? Yeah. So that's how I do used to do it. And, and even now I'll go scout spots on the bike for a car these days that's convenient know? isn't it i suppose yeah. it's a bit kind of quicker than a car well easier than a car isn't it to kind of put yeah. into some you of pull spaces, in you, yeah. you could don't have to get off the bike you can have a look around and uh Blimey. scout some spots which i've been doing lately and i've been intending to do more carp really you got you got some under the belt kind of ready to kind of yeah try i got a couple stuff. of nice little spots there but that's to do that's with the fair. bikes so yeah that's then, it without them you wouldn't really be able to do that i suppose because yeah. that's quick or conveniently right yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's one way to go carp and <laughs> Uh, but the cars, you know, that's more uh, 
you know, a mainstay of my business, which is restoration of classic and some of the cars we have here are historical, you know, as simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, looking around, the ones you just shown me were, I mean, I've never seen cars like that up, you know, up that close and personal. So, yeah, no, no, again, it's like top notch stuff there. Yeah, no doubt. They're uh, very significant cars. The Stangolini there is one of two ever built, 1956. It ran Sebring, it finished, it's class, it, it, it did good, you know, so. Right. But it's worthy of a, a resto, so it's, gonna- it's it's worthy of taking a look at, even if you're not into cars as well. I'm, I'm not a big car car buff or a bike buff, but I I, I know a car a classic car like that and the work that's gone into it. When you see it, you can just tell that the love and time and dedication that's gone into yep. kind of restoring that to to its former glory is is definitely <laughs> noticeable. So. So um, for me, one thing I love to do, especially I mean, we've never fished together, but I know I've met you on the bank. I think once or twice. Up on the up on Tom Hannock, I think. Oh, maybe I don't uh, know. years back okay. when I was just I think when I just moved out. Okay. But um, one thing I always love to ask anglers, especially those that I don't know how they got into it, is how you actually got into, um, you know, how you personally got into fishing. Obviously, for you, it probably started back in England, right? Oh, it did. Yeah. So you know, as a, a kid, scene. a kid with a, a bent pin and a piece of string Jeez. on a stick, <laughs> fishing yeah. for sticklebacks. You know, really, okay, <laughs> and minnows and. and that's insane to me you know and then like how for you and obviously you're progressing into carp fishing but you do multi-species as well right yeah well this this week i've been out blue fishing on the boat you know we were out there buggering about with the blues which was fun you know they're they're feisty fish that fight well yeah they do yeah jump all over the place and bite you if you get give them a chance i've not you know that's one thing i've not i've done a little bit of uh you know ocean fishing but not much i'm obviously i'm I'm, like my i I love it you know because we catch you know, blackfish here are awesome. You know, you can eat right. them, really great eating. A um, lot of fun to catch, very hard fighting. Yeah. Like the saltwater fish are generally yeah. good. And that's the attraction of carp in freshwater because you've now got something that's going to fight as well as these saltwater fish, you know. Yeah, so that's it. that's why I like the carp. And that's why I used to try and get the, the saltwater guys to go carping. I'm like, well, you know, if it's blowing a gale out there, you can't go on the boat. You know, you don't want to go on the boat, go in, go up a river or on a lake and go yeah. carping, you know? so Have you got a lot of guys to try it doing yes. that? Kind of suggesting, yeah. like, come along yeah. with me and try it out. And oh, how's definitely. that gone? They've always loved it? Or? They've, always, they've always enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, every time they catch a, a carp, you know, it gives a good fight. And, uh, you know, that's what you're interested in. I'm, I'm not interested in keeping them. So, you know, of course. Like the, some of the saltwater fish we do eat, you know? Yeah, which Just, is, I think that's, you know, it's one of those things, the carp... Coming from England, we know the difference, but you know, obviously, the US side of it, we know the battle and the struggle with that as well, don't we? So, yeah, but they were brought here as a food, of course, source yes. anyway. You know, so that you know, and I've gone full circle on that. You know, if if people want to take one or whatever, that's okay. You know, but when I first came here, it was like, oh my god, you can't. You know, that's it's it's a holy holiest of fish, and not you 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 don't you don't kill them and eat them. Yeah. You, you you put them back. Right. And you treat them with respect, you know, and you, we, we'd have a padded mat, we'd put them on, you know, we'd have ointments to put on the hook wound and, you know, it'd be like, you know, you, you look after it, even though you yeah. just harass the poor thing, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I think that, you know, like we're, again, I've, t- you know, the, um, the amount of conversations, even bankside when you're with a fishing partner or whatever it might be that come up about bow fishing and, and stuff like that. It's definitely one of those things that we're obviously trying to work towards changing, well, the, the boat, the bow fishing is okay. You know, those guys half the time, they're not going for food. They're just going to, to shoot something, kill it and then just throw it away or yeah. whatever, toss it, uh, you know, toss it somewhere. So to me, that's a complete waste, you know, and especially when they're targeting big fish, which is, you know, not good. You know, they, they, they should make it 
more challenging you know if they, if they shot a little tiny one you know yeah it's a much harder target to hit and uh, the bow hunting i've never been into it yeah you know i've never liked it you know just because it's like wanting killing for nothing you know so it's kind of waste of time yeah, it's a waste really, yeah, yeah yeah but you know i you know they're sportsmen too and i i suppose you in know, a way they, they, got, <laughs> they, you know, they got their their, their, their ways whatever yeah but, yeah it's know. one of those things i think over time i think with the growth of the sport now starting to evolve here do you think we might see a little change in that over time you know 10 years down the road maybe or i don't think so don't you think it'll always be i think there. it'll stay the same yeah, yeah. no I, it, things have stayed very consistent over steady the with the carp ever since you know i came here in 86 okay so when I came in 86, you know, like carp, were, they weren't talked of. And I really never even gave it a second thought. You know, I was into striped bass or whatever, because that's what everyone talked about. Yeah. And there was no mention of carp. And I just took it for granted that they weren't here. You know, they just weren't in America. You know, right, it was a, right. a, a European thing. So, you know, I, I never really gave even, it any thought. Yeah, never bothered. Yeah. And then a couple of times, you know, I, I, I saw something jump or whatever. And, and one day I saw okay. a fish jump and it was sort of brownish. And I'm like... That had to be a carp. Really? Know? Yeah. So, okay. So that so was a realization, there. but none of the publications back then listed carp anywhere. Right. Okay. So, you know, like, you know, the DEP, if you looked in some of their stuff, they did have it there, but it was never really listed, you know, like the, the, their, their primary fish were bass or pan fish or whatever. The carp was this garbage thing that, you know, no one really wanted yeah. to know anything about. Well, you, know? you want to catch that, right? Kind yeah, of, yeah, exactly. Right, right. You know, but you know, truth be known, you know they're such a good fighting fish and fun to catch. You know that's the that's the, the, the big thing about the carp. That's the only reason I ever, you know, get people to go for them is yeah. you know just to enjoy the fight. You know. Now you mentioned um, like the the publications from back in the, when you first moved over. And there was very little to where it is obviously now. When you started really getting into the carp fishing here, what what was there out there in terms of like the written word of carp fishing or or anything about well catching? yeah there's been an underground thing for carp all the time you know people yeah. have been fishing for carp ever since they've been here right which is you know like the late 1800s they brought them in um you know there's a few really good books written on the subject you know fishing for buffalo is one if you look at that you know it gives a lot of american history as far yeah. as you know the carp and what have you um but you know, people were fishing for them, just keeping quiet about it. Most, <laughs> just, know, just for their their own sanity. Yeah, you know, people would go out and catch carp, you know, and target them and this and that, you know. And there was a lot of people, you know, they just did it in a different way than we did in Europe. So when we, when I started fishing right. for carp here, and I brought over all my techniques I would use in England, and now that's it's strange because the rods we use are much longer, the you know the electronics, the, the alarms, and. And the way we put the bait is not even on the hook. So it was like that was to people was like, what do you mean it's not on the hook? Yeah, how's it going to work? Right? Yeah, how's yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> you know, even now today, you know, a few guys have asked, you know, while I've been out and they've said, oh, what are you using? And I'm like, oh, hair rig. Well, what's a hair rig? And from there, it's just kind of all the rest of the questions come along. Well, how does it, how can a fish get hooked with the, the bait's not on the hook? You yeah. know, that's definitely one of the regular questions that come that up. That is, uh, yeah, but the other thing, so you're fishing away and someone will come along and they're always, you know, I, they, I tell them, what are you fishing for? Oh, carp, you know. So then they'll tell me what the best bait is. And the best bait is it's a dough ball with strawberry jello or whatever. And this is their grandfather's recipe. It's been handed down for the family and it's on a treble hook, you know. So that, that's, you know, that would be the normal yeah. thing, you know. And they'd say, oh, no, no, you, you, you know, corn's not going to work. You know, you need to use a dough ball. So, you know whatever but it was always funny to me it, it is even now no even to me now it is because you know you hear all these stories about it oh you know 
my uncle or my grandpa or mm. caught them on a worm or, you know, wherever yeah, yeah. it might be. So, I mean, obviously they're still catchable and good old faithful corn, you know, like, you know, yeah, uh, as opposed yeah. to like a lot of the baits that are available now, but, yeah, you know, yeah. as things have progressed, obviously things, things yeah. change, don't they? And, and for the better, I think in, in regards to fishing for carp. Right? Well, you know, the, the, the thing was, was again, so that attitude of, you know, okay, well, a dough bait. And then when you get the carp, you throw it in the fertilizer pile or whatever, you know, or, or you throw it up on a bank and yeah. kill it. Um, no. So, you know, what we tried to do when I first started out, you know, here with some, say, with Carp Anglers Group. Okay. So the first thing that happened really, so this is the way it all went down. Yeah. So I fish with, uh, I, you know, I, I fish with quite a, a fair amount for carp, you know. So we started off doing a little bit of carp in, but Tony Bright, he said to me, oh, I know a couple of places where there's some really big carp. So, and that's got my attention straight away. Right. So. And I, when I, was, what year was this roughly? Do you met? Would have been 87, to, like yeah, late okay. 87. And uh, so I met Tony <laughs> once. He goes, oh, we'll go down. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll fish this lake. So I'm like, okay. So we were waiting for a series of 50 degree days, you know, to get, it was coming out of the winter. Right. And um, to get the fish moving. And um, so anyway, so I, I, I went down, I met Tony. And off we go, and we we went to this lake, and uh, it was very shallow, very small. Um, I had my float rod with six pound line and a waggler. <laughs> okay, okay, some corn and a cow pole. Yeah, okay, and a, a small net, you know, whatever. Right. And uh, Tone did the same. He had his float rod, and and we would go literally stalking around the lake. You'd look and watch for fish, and yeah, cast to them, and there'd be bubbles coming up, and you throw it in, and you know, generally it was a carp there. It could have been a turtle, but um, <laughs> just from the bubbles alone. Right. Yeah. 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 Right, so, right. You know, but, but, um, my first fish there was, it went, it went 30, I think it was like a 31 pounder. It's mind blowing, isn't it? Yeah. On six pound test, which took forever. Yeah. It just, it ripped off, you know, like a big, huge <laughs> wake, you know, all the bottoms disturbed, all the fish just bolts across the lake. Now you're chasing it around with the, with the rod and we finally get it in and realize we didn't have a big enough landing net. So, you know, <laughs> so it's like, you know, these are big oh. fish. So, you know, so anyway, so, so Tony and I, I, I went back the next night with my wife and I had a 33 pounder the next night. No way. Yeah. So it was, it was nuts. And, Wait, uh, are these fish still there by any chance? <laughs> no, actually that, that lake's gone complete full circle and the, really? the, the, the fish now are like in the 10 pound class. It's quite Unreal, nuts. isn't yeah. it? It's nuts. Yeah. So no one knows what happened to it. So you had these two th 30 so pound I, fish, yeah, one was, after the other. Yeah. So that was my, with Tone, you know, so, yeah. so, so now I'm like, so, you know, so, so Tony had a little bit better gear than I did okay. you know, the, for carp over here. Cause you know, I, my stuff in England, you know, I never really carp fished that much in England anyway. Right. You know, I was more of course fishing kind yeah, of, yeah, regular course fishing guy, you know, bream, tench, you know, of course, perch, yeah. whatever. So, um, you know, but I went to a couple of lakes, had carp and I would fish for carp, but I didn't have all the rod pods and Right. bite alarms or anything like that you know it was more basic yeah you know a piece of uh bread stuck on the line you know would right, be my right, indicator right. and that would be about it up it goes off yeah, it, yeah so it. but um so anyway so you know i was una unaware of the you know and i so we just started fooling around with the carp up like uh you, you know with some some heavier gear sure which was but so next thing was they're scrambling to get proper carp gear yeah so we now is this through is this through like obviously um at that time, CAG had been developed at that point. No. That, so CAG no, still hadn't CAG's even come onto the scene. Hadn't even come on scene, no. Okay, all right. So, so there, was nothing, there was nothing here. Right. So really, so what we did is Tone goes, I'm going to get a landing net. I said, well, get me one. And um, so anyway, we put an order in. I think Quid wanted one as well. 
So that was, we got a few landing nets came over. Sure. You know, and then the next thing was like, oh, let's, from England, right? Yeah, like, from England. Yeah, yeah, so, shipped over. yeah okay. so we just, like a local shop, sure. was shipping stuff over to us yeah, that we yeah, knew yeah. from our hometown in England. So, okay. So which Tony started to, to do that with me. And then, so I said to Tony, I said, well, we should, we should start a company and, you know, start importing tackle from England, you know, and, and promote the carp thing over Absolutely, here. So right, that was right. the whole. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. So Tone was in to start with. So it was Tony and I set up Euro Tackle. Okay. Yeah. And then Tony was being a smart person that he is, bailed out pretty quick. Um, <laughs> I wonder so, why. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, yes. And uh, and I slogged on with it. So really? you know, okay. It, yeah. So it was, you know, and we we had a couple of contacts in England and you know different dealer. You know, so we you know we we brought over some some. It was actually really good tackle. Yeah. Uh, came over. Um, and then there was, we kind of found, uh, there was a, another company called Class Tackle. They were about at that time. Okay. US-based. Is this US? Yeah, they were yeah, US-based. Okay. Um, but it was a bunch of, you know, like float rods and stuff like that. And they had an umbrella and, yeah. you know, stuff like, you know, some English stuff and a catapult, you know, which was really what, what we couldn't find here. Right. Because, um, you know, the bass fishermen don't use catapults. And Yeah. Why do you think they would have already had that stuff? Over here, or they just kind of saw what you well, guys doing and sort of started well, no, getting they, stuff over. Or I think they were basically the first company doing European tackle. Okay, over here was Class, and I, I think they were based in Louisiana, right? If, if I remember rightly, and uh, Randall Aiken worked for them. Okay, so and then so anyway, so they were going, but they weren't doing carp stuff really. So we brought in carp stuff, and yeah. that was our thing, you know. And and then set and as a sideline, I brought in floats and stuff, which we. We marketed more for steelhead fishing and stuff Perfect. like that. Yeah, you know, because you use that kind of, you know, that kind of setup, don't you? Really, like, yeah, when we're steelheading, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, you you run some of the European type bobbers, you know, but the, you know they're much bigger now. They're more like pike floats. They I use. know. Yeah, I've noticed that it's yeah. kind of changed now. Over the yeah, years, it's changed a little yeah. bit. But way back, you know, yeah, we were using like Avon's and slimmer kind of. Yeah, you know, setups. stick floats. Yeah, you know, for for trotting, uh, for steelhead and stuff. You know, which I, you know, again, I, I would try and think of any angle. You know, we were selling quiver rods to steel headers because they, they've got a nice light tip. Light tip on it. You can see, you those see the, little, yeah, bites, the, the yeah. little bites. Yeah, you know, when they're that bouncing the stuff and on that the were, And they were kind of into those. Obviously, they yeah. sold quite a few of those. Yeah, we sold a few yeah. few of those geared to the steelhead fishermen, you know. so. Right. But uh, anyway, so getting back to the Euro Tackle, the, yeah. the, the, the original business idea was really more to, it was, it was to have fun fishing. Uh, I'm not... I'm not the best at marketing stuff. And I sure. really, this is pre-internet really. Of course. Yeah. Well, before yeah. all that blew up. Yeah. So, so we were, yeah. we were mailing out photocopied catalogs. I would be up till three or four in the morning, putting God. together, cutting and pasting, <laughs> um, yeah. literally cutting with scissors and pasting things into a catalog and sending yeah. it out in black and white. And, you know, sort of words started getting around and, but, um, the Inn Fisherman was very good as far as, you know, uh, Doug Stangy there in Fisherman is a King Carp Fisherman. Really? Okay. Um, so he was always willing to promote and help out. and Help that word kind of pass along yeah, and get yeah, that out there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but Euro Tackle to start with, it was, you know, I had a, a small base of customers that were just, yeah. you, you, you know, and it, it slowly grew, you know, and we, our mailing list got bigger and bigger, you know, as time went on. Um, you know, I never really ran with it that well, you know, and, yeah. and, and one of the problems back in the day when, when I was doing it was the exchange rate. So the exchange rate really killed us. Yeah. Whereas right. now, you know, it's, it's pretty cheap to buy stuff out of England, you know? So in the past, though, it was like double, 
you know, it was like a, a dollar ninety eight equal to pound, you know. So the buy crazy? stuff was, you yeah. know, it was, it was. Just so that made it even harder, obviously. Yeah. to Kind of get, and that. then you know, to import stuff, especially like bigger items like bed chairs Oof. and. Yeah, you, you know now sh the shipping costs were crazy, but you know it, it, it was it's okay. But you, it, it was a, it, you know, it, it was more of a a passion of mine, the car, you yeah, know, of course, it, yeah. which wasn't making good business sense. <laughs> yeah. So, but whatever, you know. So that that um that what did that just kind of fall off to the side, or did you just kind of let it be with everything going on with the motorsport stuff, or was that kind of alongside it as well? No, well, I started off at, you know, it was just a, a part-time business. Right, okay. You know, and, and what I was doing, you know, I was in involved in car racing. So, you know, we, we so raced. It took up a lot of your time as well, right? Yeah. So we, you know, we, we were involved with, um, you know, vintage and historic racing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the meantime, I'd have the fishing tackle would be in the basement of the house, um, you know, and everything was done over the phone, you know, back then. So guys would just call you up and say, oh, have you got this, yeah. got this or that or whatever? Yeah, or we'd put a little catalogue out and then certain people would ask to get things special in and we'd yeah. do it, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, not, not, not a problem. Now, was that just, you say it's just all tackle or was it bait and stuff like that as well? Were you able to get we like did, some of the... Yeah, know, we did UK some baits and... later on, but, yeah. you know, so what happened next... <laughs> So the plot um, thickens, right? Well, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so Mike Keys um, came on a scene. So Mike wrote a book called Modern Bank Fishing, and he called me up about it. You know, figured you know saw my name somewhere, and um, it was to do with European techniques for American fish. You know, right? Or, okay. For American wow. or Americans fishing. So you know, modern bank fishing was, you know, uh, you know, just, but he wanted to include my name in it you know, my okay. business as yeah. a contact in the book. And I said, sure. The book was already written. So it just was in like as a, a thing you can get this kind of tackle from, through this. Yeah. yeah. So, and we got talking and Mike was a big, loved the trout fish with a float rod. Right. Okay. So he would, he would use four pound tests with it on a waggler flow, you know, and maggots, you know, and, and, right, yeah. and, and do really kill them, you know? So, <laughs> so, you know, but we had a, an interest there, you know, and I, you know, so we would talk about this and that, and, you know, and then the, the, the carp society was actually represented in this country by a fellow Dan Geigerich. Okay. Okay. So Dan, I contacted him, you know, this and that. And I said to Mike, I said, well, you know, maybe we should, you know, try and attach ourselves to the Carp Society in Europe and, you know, get more people uh, get interested that way. Yeah, that way. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, right. And, and have an American branch of the Carp Society. Fantastic. So Mike said, I don't know, he came back, he thought about it. And Dan Geigerich was already kind of a representative for the Carp Society over here. Okay. But he really wasn't doing anything with it. And Mike came back and said, well, why don't we just do a, a like a, a Carp Anglers group of our own? That's it. Yeah. And so that's how the Carp Anglers group came around. Right. So Mike started, you know, and he was the first God. president, you know, self-appointed straight away. Um, and I literally gave Mike all my customers, you know, so we approached all my customers. Would you, you know, we, we put a letter in yeah. when I sent the mail out, you know, for, for CAG. And uh, people could join up, you know, so or we were trying to promote that, yeah. you know, and then Doug Stangy got wind of it. And Doug, you know, so they they put together an, an event where we were going to go fish with Doug Stangy with the own fishermen at Lakes Mille Lacs. Okay, so the original crew, which was like nine members went. Right. Um, so this would have been the first fishing. That was the first fishing. And right. you know, so we said, let's do it with Doug Stangy yeah. and he can promote CAG and the carp and get the whole thing moving. Of course. It would be, it's a great opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, and, okay, you know, yeah. they, they film, you know, they do a t the Inn Fisherman TV show and this and that, yeah. you know, so we were like, this is great. 
<laughs> so we set this thing up. <laughs> That's unreal. We, we set this thing up and it was, uh, Quid was there. Uh, Bud Yancey, a future president of Carpenter's group. He was one of the first ones. A fellow Jeez. Tom Feeney, I'm sure Tom's long dead. Um, uh, Lloyd Warburton, his father, Merle. Um, there, there was a guy, Scotch Roaches uh, from Ohio. Uh, and then Mike Keyes was there. Yeah. Myself and Quid. So it was a... Quite yeah, the that, crew. Quite that, the crew. That was, that was the first <laughs> fishing. You know, and, and think about that. You know, we had guys coming from all over the place driving to Lake Mill Lacks in Minnesota. It's not close. <laughs> it's definitely not. But the, the fact that they made that journey. Yeah, they all, that, they all went you know. there. So, and when we got there, we go, I, I, I phone up uh, the in fisherman office and I said, we're here, we're, you know, we're going to want to go fishing. Oh, Doug's already out fishing. What do you mean he's already out fishing? He's already out He's, out, he's already out fishing on the bank. And um, <laughs> in fact, they're filming a segment right now. And I said, what do you mean? And, uh, no. So, oh my gosh. so anyway, so a fellow from England, Peter Clapperton. Okay. Okay. He'd come over and bought Bob Roberts, a very famous English yeah. angler. And they were fishing for carp with his new company, Crafty Catcher. That was just set up. They ripped, they they ripped the rug right out from underneath us. Oh no! It was. A Did real... they know that this was going on? Maybe like they had some inside intel, maybe or something. I don't know. I yeah. think I think they did. And I think so. <laughs> oh we got gosh. we kind of got word that he was going to be there at the last minute, like literally the week before, and everyone had made plans to go no. and do this. So, you know, so so we did see Doug, but we spent very little time with them and and you know we never got really filmed or any real exposure for it yeah. whatsoever and it really became a crafty catcher thing and so crafty catchers they uh they were featuring they brought in maddox boilies and stuff like okay. that okay yeah uh the cannon boilies and they had their own line of rods and stuff and, and yeah. everything else so and, and clapperton really thought the american market because of the, the amount of people here was going to be huge yeah Okay. The truth be known, it's just, it's it's not. It, you know, yeah. you know. I ended up in the end making a okay go of it. You know, right. I, I made some money. It wasn't like the be all and end all. I make way more with cars and motorcycles. Of, of course, <laughs> clearly, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but um, yeah. No, well, yeah. in day fishing's just fishing, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Well, know? that was it's the whole like, thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it, it's part of my job. I'd have to go out and test gear, right? And yeah, of course, try a bait, you know, and this and that, and it, all in the name. That's of, unreal, isn't it? Yeah, but I, you know, and I did a lot. It, you know, it, you know, my my poor wife and family, you know, they 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 never saw me. I was always yeah. gone. You know, like off. Well, fishing it. it's somewhere. one of those things. It's, it takes a lot of time out of your own life, doesn't it, to get something like that set up and rolling, and and well, kind of put time into showing people that these things work and how they yeah, work. Yeah, we, we did a lot of shows and stuff. And like I say, the, the, the original CAG meeting there, you know, which was the, the, the start of it all. As That's far fantastic as CAG, to hear that. Though, no, no, but, <laughs> no, 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 but CAG, you know, like the, 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 the original thing, you know, was promote the carp and, and try and of course you know, grow the business along as well. You know, it sort yeah. of helped me that way in that way. So, and, and, you know, we, we had fishings came out of it from CAG, um, all over the place, you know, which, you know, and one of the most popular was down in DC every year with Pat Kerwin. Yeah. Um, in the tidal basin there. Right. Which was all awesome. those fantastic that, looking trees yeah. there, the blot blossoms, the, right? Yeah, the yeah, blossom yeah. yeah. It was right at that time of year. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I've seen pictures of it. I'd yeah. never been there myself, but yeah, that's changed now as well. Right. You know, so yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, more security and more harassment down there. The <laughs> <laughs> copper. Um, no doubt. No, yeah. you know, but, it, but the whole, you know, the whole promoting the, the carp thing, you know, 
it did get promoted because, like I say, the Crafty Catcher guys, they did go in. Bob Roberts did. You know, well, they're they quite big a- names even like historically now back in the UK, you know, like yeah. not so much here, but it's not yeah. surprising that it definitely did help kind of do, do some promotion. Oh yeah. No, no. They, they, they showed how to catch, you know, carp with the corn, you know, using the maize, you know, boiling it, whatever, and, yeah. and putting it out in decent amounts. And, and, uh, you know, so, so they did do a fair amount to help it. Um, but you know, I, I've watched videos of Americans fishing for carp on you know again early on which yeah. you know like they did there were people filming this and they would use say uh range cubes right so they're using the range cubes and fishing their dobles or whatever yeah. you know and, and, and you, you know so so there was that going on too you know so carping really was you know it's always been a, an interest for a lot of you know a lot of people are doing it you know just not you know the same style that we yeah know. it's definitely it's come to my attention that there's definitely a lot of anglers that are fishing for carp, but that are way off the radar. Oh yeah, no, you know there's a lot I mean? of people like, just don't tell you. Yeah, you know, yeah, they like, keep it and, quiet. Uh, you know, which is which is understandable because you know. Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that get uh, early on, you know, we, we 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 had we butted heads on numerous occasions with different anglers over yeah. over your super secret spot, you know, <laughs> secret squirrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know, and, yeah. and, and, and you would. Uh, well, that's it. And, and now you know you obviously you want to try and keep the peace in regards to that and and share. But even now, there's so much water, isn't there here? Yeah, it's, it's you know it's to not, go out that yeah. There's it's, it's, no it's, no worries about arguments or headbutts, <laughs> really, but there still is somehow. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing is, like, guys will get in on the same spot, you know, and in fact, they, they'd be doing themselves a favor if they fish the same spot over and over and kind of on a rotational basis because the bait will be going in yeah. and the fish will be there. But, you know, and, and, and a couple of things that I noticed, so, you know, we fished, you know, a few different venues, big, big lakes, you know, the Great Lakes. No, don't get much bigger than that. No. So we're, 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 you know, we're fish Lake Michigan one year. And again, that was another one where we, we were going to go and supposedly do a film spot with the Fisherman. Okay. So Matt Straw from the Fisherman, we figured this out. They were going to do something with this guy, George Von Schrader. George Von Schrader wrote a book, uh, Carper Gamefish, I think it is. Um, and he's all about fly fishing for carp. Uh, he's like a US angler, like public, yeah, it was US a published ang- US yeah. book. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. so, he, so he, he, he did this book, but the in-fishermen were going to go and film him fly fishing for carp. And Matt said, well, we're going to do this. Why don't you come along and we'll try filming you while you're here? So it was, you know, whatever. So, so the two together, you know. Yeah, yeah I so we, I went with Quid and, a, and another uh, friend of ours, Craig Wisely, and he lived in Michigan and Quid and I drove all the way out from here, Connecticut, out to, to yeah. Wisconsin, Green Bay, up that way. And, um, <laughs> That's a long old, long and we, old drive. We jumped in uh, Craig's boat and we took off in the Great Lakes and we ended up in a place called Moonlit Bay. And Moonlit Bay was gorgeous. It was this no doubt, beautiful yeah. bay. The on, name kind of says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah there, was, <laughs> there was not a house within 10 miles. You know, it was, it, was, it was awesome. So nice and peaceful, quiet, just a beautiful spot. And a the carp there. So the, we, the first time we see the carp, there they are, this huge school. They come in and they just keep on going, you know? So it's like, you know. And is this with bait already being out there? Is well, we started fishing? baiting as soon as we got there. But the fish, you know, it took a, took us a while and a lot of bait to, to sway these fish, you know? Yeah. So they were just on their normal routine, which was they come in, you know, do what they did, go out, and you won't see them again for another day or two. So, or, or maybe the next day they're back in. And, uh, uh, you know, so ended, we, we put a lot of bait in and we finally yeah. got them going. And Matt Straw, uh, the, you know, they're filming with George. 
and George, they didn't manage to catch a fish for like three days. He's fishing. This is they're this doing is on a fly. fly. Yeah, okay. They're doing a fly shoot, and you guys are fishing like Euro style, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. So we were struggling to start with. You know, we didn't get many fish. So every time they came over, it's like, oh, yeah, nothing's really going on. Um, by the end of three days, they 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 finally caught a fish. I think, which was Jeez. enough for a segment. Um, yeah. you know and talk about hinder yourself like fly fish for carp Ooh. I don't know it's so. tough work I tell you, well there's a lot of guys you know actually, I know there's a lot of guys doing it there's a lot of guys doing it now and it's really starting to take off yeah but even then it's still hard work isn't yeah, it yeah I think so, so you know but anyway so the, you know we're we're in there the carp you know finally we get them going so we we, we literally we chucked in 80 pounds of corn in one <laughs> night okay like it looked like the yellow brick road out there it was like you know there was just, just corn everywhere but they stuck, they, they, they came in on it and then they stayed. So, right, so the it was cam- enough to keep them there. Oh yeah. So, so yeah. now we're hauling. So oh, we got okay. fish after fish going off and the cameraman actually came and he was bumming cigarettes off me back then. I used to smoke <laughs> back then. And he's, he sat next to me and he's like, he's looking there and we're just looking at all these fish head down, tail up all no. over my bait. You know, and we're just waiting Because at this point them. you're out in the boat or you could see I'm fishing them. on the shore. But you, it was deep enough to see them You through. could see them right. In, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm fishing right. 10 feet from the bank. And they know? were coming that close. Yeah, oh yeah. No, we're right under the rod. That's tip, fantastic, you know? isn't and, it? Uh, and, the, and the cameraman, he said, he goes, I wish we could film this, you know? He goes, but we're trying to get this thing on the fly fishing and we can't catch a bloody fish, you know? <laughs> so it's like, what? Yeah, whatever. So, you know, it's so like another banging, another one kind of got gone. out of the wind. Yeah, so we drove all that way. And no. Again, we, you know, Matt did write a nice article on us. Yeah. You know, that from that, but we never got filmed or anything like that. No, so. but still, what a, what a place to go to and fish like and and uh, have those results. Though I mean, a big I water know like that. Awesome places we fished. You yeah. know, like the St. Lawrence. You know, was yeah, another of course great now, one. With that's know. one we, I talked about recently on the first on our first episode um, with with Mike Dragone. Okay, and, yeah, um, Mike's fished it a lot. Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, we we, we kind of talked that over the years. It seems to just kind of fallen off a little bit, like everything. I, yeah, you know, like yeah. so so the first big CAG tournament was Chicago Carp Classic. Right. Okay, the first the very first one was won by Bernie Haynes. I think was it? No, it wasn't. I probably I might have been Lloyd Wolverton won it. Okay, but that was just the biggest fish. I think it might have been yeah. Lloyd. And this is this, one of the first like events that were held. That was the first fishing tournament. Right. By CAG. Through CAG, yeah. yeah. Okay. The other events up till then were fish-ins, which was a fish-in is a, a get-together. Not a tournament based. Not a tournament yeah, at all. Okay. It's more so that people could learn off of each other, yep. socialize, you know, you know, pass on whatever they wanted to yeah. about the carp, you know. So, and you know, the fish-ins were always well attended when we, you know, back in the day, you know, there'd be a fair few guys show up. And at that point, obviously, it had grown a bit more. So a lot more people kind of attending so, yeah, you know, tournaments like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and then the other tournaments have grown out of it. You know, the money tournaments. Yeah, which I never really liked the idea of. And I, I was talking to Bernie Haynes one day about it, and, sure. and Bernie was all about. You know, he said that if you're gonna, the only way you're ever gonna grow this sport in this country is to put some money behind money, it. Yeah. You know, and I said, well, whatever. But you know, I, I really didn't agree with it. I wasn't a, a big tournament. Sure. Well, it's okay. But I think a lot of people are on that and then some people go the other way and some people are down the middle with it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So, well, that uh, yeah. was me in the end. You know, so I, you know, I, I used to fish the old match in England when I was a kid. Yeah, you know? I did. I did a yeah. few, yeah. yeah. And you put your money in the pool. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So 50p whatever. or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but, but uh, you know, like, so later on, you know, the, the, again, the Carp Classic, you know, that, that became, you know, that was the Carp Anglers group big tournament every year and that's still going today still going now yeah yeah, yeah the chicago carp classic so um 
Yeah, but uh, that was a good time as well. That was downtown Chicago on the Chicago right. River. Very urban setting in yeah, amongst right the, off uh, of, the buildings. Uh, yeah, stuff. Wacker Drive with skyscrapers right. and everything. It was a hectic time. Yeah, but but <laughs> but oh, uh, so the point was really was uh, you know so the the fishing to start with used to haul fish there. Yeah, big time. Year after year, it would decrease. You Isn't know, that strange? And the same with like the St. Lawrence it and is stuff like, like that. that. Yeah. And, and that's what we got. We got talking about that. And we kind of just were like, what, well, why is this? Because we know the fish are there. Yeah. Look at the size of the river, for example. You know, even the St. Lawrence in itself is huge, isn't it? I mean, it's miles yes, it's across. Not, it's not the fish are under pressure. Mm, absolutely not. Uh, no way. So we, we weren't sure, you know, maybe they just not that they wised up. I don't think fish over here really wise up. They're not caught often enough. And no. You know, no, to, I have to no figure idea. it out like that. So it was just strange. Like I, I, we, we just had an instance last year. So, you know, I, I didn't get out blue fishing much on my boat. Right. But when I did last year, it was a struggle, you know, just harder to catch. than previous years. Or, yeah. They, they were non-existent. Right. And then this year they put actually a three fish limit on blues, which is unbelievable. Um, but you know, I went out this week and we had a couple on the boat, you know, which there is great compared, but, but some, someone said to me that it's a cycle. You know, and, and it's like maybe every 10 years, the population will crash yeah. and then they'll come back, you know, and I don't know, maybe something like that with the carp. I have no idea. Yeah, but, it could um, be. I suppose, I bet there's so many of them, isn't there? Well, like every it, water you look at has got carp in it almost, hasn't it, over here? Yeah, most of them, you know, you know like no, not not all, but, no, you know. But, yeah, most, but most of them do yeah, carry carp. But, and it's, that's what blows my mind. Yeah, it's, but... Uh, you know, like you know, the the lake where we first had those that that brace of thirties. Yeah. Okay. Now again, tough to catch a fish over 10, 12 Isn't pounds. That you know, so it's it's a weird one. You know, it's like what happened there. You know, the big fish die off, and then you know now really, there's genetics almost, and they don't grow back out as big. You know, as big as yeah. they were or whatever. No, and there were, there were other lakes around which were full of chocker full of small fish as well, and never ever seen to get big ones. So I don't know why that is either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens a lot, doesn't it? So, yeah. you know, it needs a few pike in there for size regulation yeah. or something yeah, like that, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Or a bow hunter. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, yeah. I don't know. You no, know, I yeah. know what you're saying, though. Yeah, but yeah some, no, some so, kind of regulation. Sometimes I think it actually could do, do a favor to some of these fisheries, you know, thinning so, some of the fish out a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Especially, you know, obviously with what we do with it, when it comes to carp fishing, and I mean, let's face it, the bigger fish are better, aren't they? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love catching a number of fish, don't get me wrong, uh, you know, all shapes yeah. and sizes, but I think there's something special about one. There's that really, wow factor. Yeah, you know, like, definitely. As soon as they're over 30 pounds, they're impressive beasts. You know, now, like, let, like, I mean, uh, you don't have to get into it, obviously, too deep, but you've had some pretty mega fish over the years over here, haven't you? Yeah, I've only, I've, I've had four four fish over 40 pounds, that's it. Yeah, so but still, that's... I mean, yeah, but, um, you know, I got this, I, you know, I claim one as a state record uh, right. a few years back. That was 2010 or 11. Okay. Also um, fairly recently. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you, you know, back then the first one I tried to claim as a record. So I got it. It was, a, it was 40 pounds, four ounces. And, right. the, and the reason I tried to claim it as a record, because the record was held by a bow hunter. You just wanted to wipe that one off I the board. I wanted to wipe that yeah, off the board. I don't blame you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, so I, I sacked the fish. And then I needed a witness. Okay. So I actually, I got a DEP guy. Okay. And, um, by, but it was a long time after and the fish shed eggs in the keep sack. No. Big time. So it, obviously drop weight. It dropped weight. It was like 38 and change. It dropped over a pound of eggs. Oh no. So I was, so I was good. Yeah. Was no, it was like, oh, you know, so that didn't happen, but that was my first, um, 
my first forty. That I think is a picture in the bottom left corner. I, you know, I, yeah, yeah, right there. For for listeners, it's, I'm yeah, looking but, at um, <laughs> some of Nigel's captures here that are quite quite impressive that are on these uh, photos here. Some uh, very not not very nice common um, yeah. out of what looks like quite a little bit of a treacherous swim. <laughs> with all those, all those. Uh, no, no, I, no, no I, 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 I actually travelled with the fish. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> You'll never know where it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and, uh, and even even then, next to that, there's another photo that's a you know, beautiful looking uh, mirror. Yeah, is that nice. is that another bigger? That's another bigger one. Yeah, no, it's, it's not a monster. It's uh, just a nice mirror. I just like the picture. It, it's the fish, a yeah. very nice looking fish. Yeah. I wouldn't mind catching that myself. No, no it's decent. <laughs> but yeah, so so the the forty thing. So so my first one was on. I think it was um, June sixteenth. That's a, that's a weird one. That's a, that's a significant day for that most is, English guys. Yeah. For, for, so I, for anyone that's listening in the US here that isn't aware, <laughs> that date is the uh, opening day of um, the end of a, what we call a closed season in the UK. So it allows us to then obviously go out and hit the banks and, and get after some fish. So, so the fact that you caught that on that day is quite substantial, isn't it? Yep. And then the second 40 I got was on May 24th, which is my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, was this in the same same year or was this this is kind no of, this is another year i think okay. but um so that one i sang happy birthday to myself over and over i <laughs> bet like, happy birthday <laughs> to me happy and, birthday ha- and to what me. did that one go that was uh 41 i think okay. it was yeah so Jeez, there you go. but the but the the uh record was um i think the record was right around there at that point it was just over 40 and it yeah. i really didn't you know it was already knocked the bow fisherman out so i didn't care yeah yeah i think mike kudak's got that right now isn't it oh he's claimed the last some, the someone last yeah yeah there I, was think, I think i think it was mike i can't i'm not sure it. yeah so you know so anyway so the next one <laughs> so that was that was one of the best sessions ever yeah i bet and, um, and on your birthday as well no no the, 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 oh the, the previous the, one the, the, the next the next uh, big fish came on uh, <laughs> it was a session I, I went two days and the first day I had a couple of fish, you know, and by the end of it, the second day I pulled out, I'd, I'd landed, I had two fish, which were teens, uh, probably about 18 pounds, that kind of range. Right. Um, I, I did over 20, I think it was like 22 fish over 20 pounds. Okay. There were half, <laughs> a, workout, a, half a dozen thirties. <laughs> okay. To 36, I think the biggest was, and I had the two forties. So I had a 40 pound four ounce and a 41 and a half and, um, Jeez. back to back. <laughs> uh, and I think on the same, I think the same bait, I don't even think I changed the bait. Yeah. I, I, I lobbed it in as a pair of chickpeas and I just lobbed them right back in the same spot and off it goes again. So <laughs> Tommy came yeah. in. So Tom Brown, another CAG guy sure. with his, uh, his girlfriend at the time. And, um, he came in and, and, uh, so I said, Tommy, you know, I said, I got some nice fish. So he's like looking and I, I got the sack in front and he's like looking at the sack and, and I pull it out and I get the fish out and he goes, holy shit. you know, this thing yeah. is monstrous, you know? <laughs> and I said, well, that's the smaller of the two. <laughs> <laughs> and then at that point, what was his reaction then? Uh, his eyes went, he, they bugged out, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and then, you know, so we, we did a, a photo session and we weighed them and Tommy witnessed and his girlfriend witnessed the fish. Unreal. And I actually went to Hartford with the scale and got the scale calibrated and then claimed the record that way. So yeah, cause you had to go and get it certified and all yeah. that, right? So. Yeah. So I took the scales out. They, they, they certified and put a sticker on the back and uh, well, we were good to go. So Jeez. that was a state record at that point. And then I got, 
beaten out within like a year or so it didn't last too long <laughs> yeah right i think now it's like but what? still what an achievement though like that's i mean yeah. to fish you know obviously wherever it was yeah. from lake or river a fish of that caliber out of somewhere that you just don't know that are in there oh yeah no it was a mind blower you know like yeah. to, you know to, you know, especially two back to back like that you that's know, the like, i mean they must have obviously been moving through together right yeah bigger no, fish it was kinda. just big fish day you know like like say a bunch <laughs> of thurries anyway you know and i lost a few fish that day too but uh, yeah that was a good session <laughs> but, but like you said they don't happen like that as often anymore do they no nah, you know i don't know this year you know i, I fished the same spot this year and yeah. um you know i really struggled for fish you know yeah. it was you know a few fish came out i had a 30 and that was it. Nice, yeah. But now a lot of your a lot of your angling, you do a lot of boat angling. So you go in on the boat a lot, or is this all from the shore? It's all from shore. Yeah, so okay. I'll use the boat to access places. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, but um, you know, and and sometimes we'll fish off the boat, but but most of the time it's go in, set up okay. on shore. Yeah, that's where sense. I'm comfy. Yeah, well, that I mean, it kind of gets you out of the way. Of the you know, not say the crowds because there's really not many people doing what we do, but it gets you well, away this, from certain people. This year has been insane, you know, with the, yeah. with with the virus thing. So <laughs> yeah, it's kind so, of pushed a lot more people outdoors, right? Yeah, so, and on the you water. Know, I, I've, I've passed a few places by because there's too many cars sitting in the park, you know, like in the area. Yeah, you know, and you know, there's tons of people, and you know, a lot of the time when I'm carping, I don't like going down and. I don't know, showing people how to do it, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, everyone likes to do things their own way, don't they? Well, it's not that. It's just the, the you know, the, the, the people that, you know, generally will kill them and eat them. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm well, trying not to too. show them yeah. what I'm up to, you what, know? What, what's coming out of there. Yeah. And as I've done that they before. they catch on there, yeah. they clue up to it, don't they? And then yeah. they're like, oh, I'll get a few of them. No, I, you know, I, I turned a, so there was, a, <laughs> this is another guy. So there was a guy in New York. So he had a, a, a tackle shop in, 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 he was actually a, he sold like leather jackets or something in one of those stores when you go <laughs> okay. buy his, all the jackets outside. Oh, just and randomly, then, yeah. yeah, hanging yeah so up. Now okay. all of a sudden he had fishing tackle in there. It's in a Polish section of, uh, sure. of New York. So anyway, you know, these guys like they eat carp, you know, that's yeah, what they do. Yeah, so, yeah. and he became friendly, you know, and he was actually a good guy. So Robert, uh, his name was, so, uh, Robert would, uh, get tackled from me and, you know, I'd be happy to supply him and, I, and yeah. I would show him some spots, you know, and some of the spots. So one of the spots I showed him was a really nice lake up in, uh, the Reading area, Connecticut. Okay. And, um, so I, you know, I took him there as a friend, you know, and we fished it, you know, so next time I went there, I, I, I learned that he'd sent two of his friends there. And there were carp scales all over Just the place. Decimated the place. Yeah, they they really went to town, oh, you know. No. And uh, yeah, so sometimes you just wanted to keep quiet. So was that about the it? last yeah. time that you kind of yeah? So went so, that route, yeah. It so got, these these days, you know, I'll, I'll drive by when there's a lot of people, especially when they're, you know, I don't think they're going to be fishing for yeah. a release. You know, I'll, I'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's been a few times I've done that myself. You know, you kind of do a drive by and be like, nope, yeah next place oh, yeah, yeah. yeah on to the next spot <laughs> but those captures though that's that's fantastic i mean again yeah. like like i mean just looking at the, you know a couple there's a huge great big uh, grass carp there i know we spoke about that previous to this but the yeah, size they, of that <laughs> thing's huge <laughs> grassers they're, they're a quandary i don't know i, I not I just, for everyone are they no. but uh, i think they're still you got i think you yeah, gotta yeah. have one or two under your belt over the years yeah I, I i tried for them for a bit you know my, my favorite is so when we're racing at daytona yeah. Okay, I'll fish Lake Lloyd in okay. the middle of the track. And really? what we're fishing for is grassers. And we've they've got them in there. 
there's a bunch in there and it's like it's so much Jeez. fun so we, we're there with cars racing I was gonna around say, I'm whizzing around you <laughs> and we're hooked up the, the big carpet there as that's funny unreal. as can be yeah what a, what a picture man that's crazy yeah, we climb over the fence so I, I bring a rod down every year and we uh now what you're just catching them like simple tap bread yeah or, bread on yeah. the surface yeah, yeah so i'll go down every morning i you know so at breakfast in the hotel I'll I'll be literally stealing bread out the the the, 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 <laughs> the dispenser the bread yeah. the bread bin. <laughs> and I'll, I, oh, I sneak out as much as I can and bagels and stuff like that. And then I'll go lob them in Lake Lloyd and, we're, and yeah. we go grasser fishing. Yeah, but yeah, oh, but there's no normal carp in there. It's, it's a, just the just grassers. That. Yeah. So they must have just put them in there for like the weed control. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. that's yeah. what they're there for. Yeah, that's it. But, uh, yeah, so we go down Jeez. like the drivers and the the, the wives will all come. They down. probably all wonder what the heck's going on over there. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're having some fun <laughs> no it's great especially in a you know like you wouldn't have thought in a place like that you know uh, you know right in the center of a you know a very well-known you know location oh yeah no, a little no. you know pond how big is that it's, it's big not that or... big it's they, they 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 did um i think they did bass tournaments on i was it. gonna say that's what i thought i remember yeah. seeing something about bass but they did bass fishing in there yeah because they, they did promote they did promote i remember seeing something about yeah. the, the cars and stuff yeah, it's a square. This is just a square yeah. lake in the middle of the track. They must have dug some of the banking out or something with it, and Jeez. they they made it a lake. And then I know they do some some activities on it, but but yeah, no, it's got grassers That's in it. Unreal. <laughs> so yeah, the grassers are to me, like I say, a double edged sword. There, they, they you know, yeah. they're 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 fun to catch sometimes. Yeah, they can and, be a uh, bit of a whirlwind out once you once you got them on the bank. Yeah, can't they. Yeah, and they then, fight more on the bank than they do in the water. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I've had them jump right out, you know, and all that. You, you know, it's it's, it's it's crazy. But go to release one, and it's a they're so delicate, you know. Yeah, they are. Now all of a sudden, you got to sit there for hours reviving it, getting it going, and again. then you watch it go over, and it lays on its side, and then finally oh. it'll, it'll go off and right itself. That's why I like the the carp are more like city pigeons. You can, you know, just harass them, chuck them back <laughs> in. Uh, they'll they be are, fine. Yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it funny how how hardy they are they you are know, like i mean realistically you could put not you know the worst pond but you could put them in or they can live quite happily in any water body and well i, I was fishing a local lake here it's a small carp there's a lot of yeah. little mirrors like cool cool fish and i'm fishing with a friend of mine and he was russian okay uh so leon was a he's a good friend of mine yeah. he was a furrier from uh from russia okay. directly from russia so anyway, so I took him this lake one day and, we're, and he was float fishing. I was float fishing. He was over on the bank and he liked the eat carp and I knew that. So I wander over and there he is. He's got two or three fish on the bank. And it's, yeah. it's like a 90 degree day. It's oh like my bright sun. They're dry. And I said, Leon, I said, don't take this as a catch and release pond. It's yeah, actually a sign there. I said, you got to put them back. So I'm breaking his balls about it. So <laughs> oh anyway, so, so he, <laughs> he literally... He chucked them in the side there and I watched each one of them swim off and they'd been on the bank for like, I don't know, a while. A while. Yeah. They looked like they were dried out and, and he chucked them in and they swam away. I, I couldn't believe Isn't it. Isn't it funny? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, coming from the UK and how we protect them and, yeah. you know, they're such a protected species over there and all of Europe and then you come here and you see something like that. It just makes you wonder like... These fish are super, super hardy fish. Well, that's why they're in everywhere, you know. That's it. They can yeah. just they can live through it yeah. all, can't they? Yeah. All the abuse and everything else yeah. in between. Yeah. They're survivors, <laughs> that's for okay. sure. Now, uh, how, how do you see uh, things like the progression of, of, of carp angling here going forwards? I mean, do you think it's going to continue to, to how it is or, or do you think it's going to keep growing? I think it's going to continue basically how it is. I don't yeah. see it growing that much. 
Yeah, obviously you know, compared to like, you know, England, Europe. Yeah, compared to that. Yeah, huge you, you know, level, like big, big difference, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, there's a lot of people carping here now, for sure. You know, yeah. so carp has come, has come a long way, you know, as far as, like I say, when I first was looking to carp fish <laughs> here and I'd go into the tackle shops and I'd ask them about it, a lot of them would look at you blankly, you know, why what? you even want to fish for them. <laughs> You know, one or two guys would tell you, oh, yeah, no, there's carp all over the place up there. So, you know, um, you know, people were, you know, I really thought that people would enjoy the carp fishing just because, again, it's a big fish that fights hard. Um, yeah. You know, and, and when I got into other types of fishing here, you know, I went largemouth bass fishing and really... You know they're okay. They're they're no no carp. You know, as far as a Definitely fight, not. You know, so. if they were as big as carp, I think the fight would be immense. Would yes, they? it would. They're really awesome. Yeah. yeah, no, they're cool fish. But you know, again, you know, the salmon. I you know, I went salmon fishing, but that to yeah. me wasn't fishing. That was snagging. Um, yeah, you know, upon the the salmon river. Yeah, I've, so I've done I, it. We actually again, <laughs> you know, mentioning Mikey there. We, we talked about that, and uh, he he's a dedicated angler doing that kind of stuff up there. Yeah, no, I can't I, do the shoulder to shoulder thing. No, I it's, can't either. No, much. we go. You know, so but I I go steelhead fishing in the winter you know, time, which yeah. is in the winter time. Yeah, they're hard to come by. They're great fish. What a fantastic fish! And yeah. I understand it. You know, but carp are a great fish as well. You know, they're cool as far as they you know. They're, they're big, they fight hard. That's the, the main attraction. And that's what I thought would sell them, you know, to these guys, yeah. you know. And, you know, I did countless shows back in the day. So we do, you know, I did Suffering, the big show there. Okay, yeah. We did a seminar on carp. You know, I, I had a booth on most of these shows. So we'd yeah. always go around and we'd say, Did it draw a lot, of, quite a bit of attention? Like yeah, people, you know, people would come up and, you know, and, and they would, you know, I would show them, a, say, a rod pod, you know. So, so, so the seminar would be, you know, this is a rod pod, you know, with alarms, this with remote control, using, yeah. you know, and this, you know, and, and people would be interested at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the seminar, people would come up and ask questions and still want to, you know, be, you know, this is kind of cool, you know, yeah, they wanted more out of it. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. But, you know, I don't, you know, it, it, again, your, your mainstay fish here are, you know, obviously, you know, the, the bluegill is more popular than the carp, you know? Yeah. It's funny. So, like that, isn't it? Yeah. And then obviously you got all the other species, you know, some anglers are just dedicated on one fish, aren't they? Like the predatory fishing, you know, the pike, yeah. muskie, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And then like you go to the other extreme, which is, you know, well, the tiny little fish, like you said, bluegill and, and sunnies oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatever else in between. And But, I just, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't see carp going crazy, you know, and, and that was when Clapperton came over with Crafty Catcher, you know, he was a, the guy who's a, a millionaire apparently in England and made a, a ton of money. Um, but he was speculating that the American market was going to be huge and he was, he wanted to be a part of that. And it just didn't, you know, they closed up. It just didn't happen. Did it, it? it didn't yeah. happen. You know, you got, you know, a couple of companies now, uh, doing quite well. I think like big cart tackle with Dave Moore, yeah. you know, he's doing yeah. a great job of that. Um, you know, much more professional than I ever was. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, yeah. look at the growth, you know, from when you were doing that to now, obviously there are more anglers. So there is a more of a need for that style of yeah, tackle no, no, no. and it stuff can, like that. You know, so. there's, it's going to support, yeah. you know, plus you can buy stuff easily with the internet. Of course. Now. Yeah. Absolutely. So the tackle, when, when I started doing this, it just wasn't available. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, I, and, and the reason I did it was I was looking for a bigger net for myself to catch these, like, these <laughs> monster fish. Yeah, yeah. right, so, right. Well, it doesn't fit. We need a bigger boat. Yeah, of, we need yeah. a bigger boat. <laughs> but, you know, so yeah, you, you know, the, the, the resources are there now. Yeah. You know, but the, I don't, I don't see the carp going through the roof because you go, you do have so many other 
great species out here in the states you know like your salmon your steelhead yeah uh, and and fish like that you know and that's those are the glamour fish of freshwater you know but right they are aren't yeah. they people look up to them kind of like yeah. even pike and musky um you know uh, again you know the, but the carp you know if 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 people got into it and realized you know they 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 probably uh, be changing their mind about a lot. I of think this so because yeah. a, a lot of the you know the, especially anglers that I've spoken to that have introduced you know newbies, let's call it you know new anglers to it and and tr- tried their hand at even just reeling in a fish, you know randomly if they've been there, yeah. it's totally blown their mind. Like I can't you know yeah. they're like oh I've got to do this again and and it kind of progresses. So I think once you get them on it, get yeah, them hooked, they're they're on it. Oh no, so, some of the guys over yeah. here go crazy. You know, like they buy all kinds of tackle and yeah. Well, you think they're riding around in these, you know. I don't know how much they cost these huge bass boats. Oh, the bass boat, yeah, compared, and, You know, and then all of a sudden they're selling the boat and they're all on the carp, you know, because like, you hear about these stories and anglers have done it. And uh, Oh, yeah. So it just goes to show, I think, once you get them interested in it, maybe. It yeah, could, no, no. I, 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 we've had some diehard anglers, you know, like switch from, you know, they're bass fishermen and now they're carp anglers and they go whole hog, <laughs> you know, like spend, spend all their savings you know go fishing yeah God, you know that's and that's another thing we were talk you know talking to another angler about is it doesn't always have to be that full-on it can carp fishing can be very simple can't it well that, that was one of the things i used to say in early days was look you can catch a carp on any tackle really you know with some simple bait and simple hooks and yeah. uh, some simple weights it's, it's you don't have to go crazy right absolutely you, you know and then if you really like it and you get then then, then, then go can, yeah it. that's it because obviously there there is like a it's, you know there is a line between basic tackle and and the stuff that obviously we know to yeah, use yeah. now and yeah. it definitely does help but you don't necessarily need it was specialized that's you know it, the equipment yeah, is absolutely. specialized yeah. and you know Remember in England, it was like you were a specialist because all of a sudden that was a term applied to the yes, angler that was yeah, a, a one species guy. I mean, I got into it obviously way after, you know, yourself. But I mean, even then I remember hooks <laughs> hooks coming out like that you were right. Even dre- the Drennan hooks, that the packaging changed. All of a sudden it had special, you know, the specialist yeah. <laughs> all over it because they were the hooks to go for because you... You were fit, you know, as a yeah. carp angler, you're a specialist angler. Yeah. But it's kind of different, <laughs> definitely a different mentality over here, isn't it? And, yeah, well, over here, again, you know, it's a great fishery. That's the thing. You know, you've got so many opportunities to go fish for. I know. So many great spots, beautiful places you can be. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's like you died and gone to heaven if you're a carp angler. You know, yeah, I think that's one of the draws, isn't it? A lot of guys now are coming over for like vacations and stuff. Holidays, yeah, guys are coming over, yeah. And they come over to fish here for carp because just because there's so many of them to catch and go after, and you just don't know what that next run's going to be, do you really? So Yeah, but you know, the, the the really big fish are far and few between, you know, it's like... It is like that. Yeah. It's kind of like one just randomly shows up in a mix. Like you, like yeah. the, you know, that session you had there where they just kind of randomly show up. Yeah, some big guys, you know, but again, that's time of year and you know, to do with it's location, key, you know, yeah. but, um, you know, for the most part, you can go, go have a good old session on a river and, and catch a bunch of 20 pound fish, um, and, uh, and have some fun. That's, a, that's really what the carp's about. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But, uh, I, I, I'm not sure again, it's gonna just be a, a, a mind blowing, you know, you'll see carp this carp that it's not it's not gonna happen yeah no i mean i don't think it ever reached that level but that's all you know one can hope pick up a a regular fishing (laughs) magazine over here and you're gonna read about how to catch stripers in the fall um or blackfish tutog whatever you're you're gonna read about that um 
occasionally you will see a carp article in okay. there yeah occasionally right. yeah yeah but, yeah i have but, seen a few but, in but there. there's generally everyone's fishing for stripers everyone's fishing for blackfish and you're going to see every time you know this is surf fishing for stripers and you know it's always something to do with that yeah absolutely you know, i think every year i think it grows a little bit more doesn't it each year it's it does gain a little bit more yeah, awareness gonna, yeah. and, and kind of publicity and all that stuff as well but you like like you said there's so many other options and opportunities for different fish yeah sometimes this gets kind of covered up doesn't it yeah buried under everything well and i'm not even sure what's happening with cag these days you know so cag used to be right you you know uh it was a great group of people that just you know enjoy carp fishing and hang out and socializing um but cag you know used to put out a magazine um that seems to have gone by the wayside with the computer and whether people there's too much else going on online to hold people's attention that long. You That's know? it. I think a lot lot of it is with that social media aspect. You see something, and I've said it the same, same thing to many other anglers, like you see one thing and then all of a sudden it's buried by so many other things and you just, there's not enough time to catch, you know, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, it's gone, yeah. You blink and it's gone. It's like, which is, I get it, but something, you know, like what we're doing now, for example, I think it's great because you can, you, you've got that now. It's, you know, it's it's solid. It won't go anywhere. It's always going to be there to someone go, go back and listen to it. But yeah, like you said, with those magazines uh, from CAG back, you know, back when they were doing that and doing those published it and printed it and sent that out. Yeah. But you'd look forward to that, you know, um, uh, uh, something you have in hand where you could see, you know, these are the tackle shops. It's all in front of you rather than having to search around. Yeah. Um, You know, and the articles would be interesting, you know, generally. So, you know, even, you know, for, for, even for an experienced carp angler, you could always yeah, gain so something could lean it, on right? it and kind of look back. Oh, I never thought about doing it that way or another little tactic or a little tip. Or yeah. Whatever. You know, and, and, and when you're yeah. carping, like there, you, you can get too, too tricky with yourself and definitely and uh, start questioning <laughs> what you're doing. Why isn't it working? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, it's, it's, it's uh keep it simple is generally the way that's it that's that's my uh <laughs> definitely keep it simple nowadays is- yeah no I've, I've gone away myself it, you know rigs for a little while became a you know flashy affairs you know with yeah you, you know and now it's more basic very simple hair rig nothing simple yeah yeah nothing crazy yeah um you, you know and, and leads were were always a, a a big thing, you know. You you know the the leads had to be these five dollars a piece leads, and, and I figure out you're going to lose so many. <laughs> yeah, for a while I was just using rocks and putting a rubber band around it on a leg clip, and they pop off. You know, like just there you go. Yeah, it's just nice and easy. But yeah. again, now I've you fish different places, don't you? And you yeah. need you need certain certain things yeah, to yeah. help yeah. you out a little bit. Now, uh, you got any plans for yourself? Um, you know, for the rest of the year. Falls just around the corner. Obviously, big fish time, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, this year, get out and do any. <laughs> this year, last year, I was I was ready to sell my carp, carp gear. Um, no, no way. Yeah, I just never had time to get out. You know. Okay. So so this year, I was like, I, I got to do more. And at the moment, I'm up to. I've been carp fishing four times this year. So there you go. So it's uh, happening. It's happening. Just, it's, it's, it's it's on the go. So yeah. yeah so. Um, you know, normally I'd be carp fishing four times a day. Um, you, know, you know, that's how I used to be. Yeah. So, but you know, I'm I'm going to try getting out a little bit more in in the fall. Fantastic. And, and, my, yeah. and my my aim right now, this is the my my lofty goal, is to find a spot where I can roll up with my car and fish and right just out fish your car. Basically, Simple. yeah. Like put a chair next to the car, and not walk anywhere. Yeah, it's doable. 
It is, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's, so. There's, 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 yeah. So I, I'm going to try ferret a spot out on a bike. I'll go take a take go. some rides around and have a look and see what's a where's a good place. Yeah. So I'm just trying to find somewhere a little bit quiet, you know, away from people a little bit. Yeah, I don't blame you. We, all, yeah. I think we all try to do the same thing, but uh, yeah. sometimes you just got to kind of muscle in there and yeah, well, wait, or well, wait for them to clear out and just on the sly kind of do yeah. it. <laughs> well, um, again, we got, I think we're going to wrap it up. So. Uh, but huge thank you to uh, inviting me down here to this. I'm going to call it the Bat Cave from now on. It's abs- it's a fantastic place. I really do appreciate you taking the time out and letting us uh, kind of view what's going on here, and and also just sharing your um, you know, your past history with, with uh, your carp angling and your cap, some of your captures and stuff like that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, brilliant times. Thanks ever yeah. so much. Thank you for joining us for this, the second episode of the Big Carp News podcast, and a huge thank you to Nigel Griffin for taking the time out and sharing with us some historical moments in US carp angling. Fantastic stuff. For more upcoming episodes of the Big Carp News podcast, written articles, product reviews, and much, much more, be sure to check out the Big Carp News website over at www.bigcarp.news. And also, don't forget to check out BigCarpTackle.com for all your carp fishing needs right here in the USA.